Hi, I'm Johanna Ferreira, content director of Pop Sugar Juntos. Juntos is all about celebrating Latin A culture, pride, our many intersectional identities, and joy. Thanks to support from Prime, there's so much to get into over at Juntos this month. From conversations with the Latin A minds behind our favorite new movies and resurrected TV shows, to thoughtful celebrity commentary, and exclusive interviews with some of the biggest Latin music artists today. And it doesn't stop there. Get more of the music, movies, and shopping you love on Prime. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more of whatever you're into from streaming to shopping. And get all of our latest coverage at PopSugar.com slash Juntos. Con amor, Johanna. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. In the Lower East Side on Orchard Street, there's a colorful little store with a bejeweled beaded banana handle. It's Susan Corn's baby, the Susan Alexandra store. There's beaded purses, keychains, dog collars, wallets, jewelry, and all the little trinkets to delight your inner child and your outer bad bitch. I would describe Susan Alexandra's style as just being incredibly playful. It reminds me of Lisa Frank and Bessie Johnson and a lot of the playfulness aesthetic that you used to love when you were a kid, but in really practical, fun designs that you want to wear now. So, so much of it to me feels nostalgic, but at the same time, very of now and present. The store has a ton of beads, which is really cool to, to just like touch everything, feel everything. Um, it's a bit like a Lego land in real life. You can tell the energy is just very light and fun because there's so much to do. And it felt like there was always something new to discover. Touching everything and seeing everything in real life um, was definitely a different experience than what I thought it would be. I think Susan is an incredible designer because she is someone that understands that style transcends outside of the fashion industry. We all participate in style. How we choose to get dressed every day is a choice and a decision. And Susan is someone that understands that for just people in general and wants to bring a sense of joy to how you choose to get dressed every day. Susan as a designer is someone that I really admire, but I wanted to go into the store because I felt like it's something that you really have to experience and go in and touch everything. It's not something that we can just talk about virtually. So I'm super excited to be able to go in her shoes, literally. Welcome to In Her Shoes. I'm Lindsay Peoples, and I'm editor-in-chief of The Cut. On this show, I get to talk to people that we love and admire, or some that we just find interesting. We'll explore how they found their path and what maybe have gotten in their way, and how they brought others along now that they've arrived. Mommy. Good, how are you? Good, thank you. Hey, Lindsay. Tell me what kind of shoes you got on. I have on Prada shoes. Oh, 
don't be stomping your little lassies and powder shoes at me, honey. <laughs> so this is my very hilarious producer taco. Mm. Sorry, I had to. Lucky for you, these are current season Prada. Thank you very much. It was very good though. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. Susan's entire aura was as bright as her store, and of course, she was accessorized in her brand. Thank you for coming. Oh my god, it's so, oh my god, this She had the Gabby. cutest little bracelet with charms that got tangled in everything that she touched. Gabby too. It's fine, it's fine. <laughs> this bracelet shouldn't be worn by the women. So good to meet nice you. Nice to meet you too. Thanks for coming. Hi. Hi. I'm Taka. Great to meet nice you. I'm Susan. You, well. okay, you like a twerk. Oh, you haven't been here yet. Me. The I've seen a bunch of pictures of it, but I haven't actually been here. It's such a beautiful store. Thank you. Mm. It's definitely like my child. Like everybody's having babies and I'm having a store, you know? <laughs> it is not an over-exaggeration to say that this store is designed to light up all things sensory, so you can't help but want to touch and feel and play with every single thing in the store. Oh, this is so cool. I am touching some very intricate beading that I don't even understand how it's made because it's so cool. It's like tassels around like a top handle bag. The bag is slightly translucent, but still has like colorways. Obviously all these fun colorways because it's Susan Alexandra. So there's pink and orange and yellow and blue and purple. I love how this bag is really ornamental. It's a bag that is beautiful and shiny and makes a lot of noise, but it's also incredibly practical. The store is a pandemic baby, so it's been open a little over a year. Walk me through the process of opening a store. How do you choose that you really wanted a store versus e-com first? And also, like, why this location? Why this kind of layout? During the pandemic, we used to do a lot of wholesale, and all of my wholesale clients canceled. Like, this was before we knew people actually spent money right, during it. Yeah. So they all canceled it, and I was, you know, trying to pivot, and people were asking where they could touch and experience the pieces. Mm -hmm. There was nowhere anymore in person, so I was like, I, I have to find a way to have people connect with the pieces in real life. Mm -hmm. So this was also the time when rent was really like low. Yeah, yeah. And I live in the Lower East Side. I wanted to be able to walk everywhere. So I would just troll the streets and I'd see where wherever was for lease, found this space. Mm -hmm. It was way cheaper than like you could ever right. dream of for New York City. And I was like, I've always wanted to open a store. Like maybe this is the time, like I can afford it. Took like the leap of faith and did like amazing. Took the lease. Yeah. Started there. I like this store though because I feel like it, it's very fun. It doesn't feel pretentious. And I feel like a lot of stores feel really yeah. intimidating of like, okay, I have to buy something or I have to have a certain amount of money to come in here. And this obviously there's a bunch of product in here, but it also just feels like an experience in itself. Oh, that's um Tell me about how you cultivated that, though, because I know that's intentional. That's not something that just yeah. happens by accident. Well, I think that, you know, for me, even now, like, being a grown-up, I still feel like if I go into stores, everyone's, like, looking at me, and they can tell I'm not going to buy anything. You know that feeling? <laughs> yeah. And I, you down. Yeah, and I feel like the way that I that I even learned about fashion was just stores. Like, they're like museums, mm -hmm. you know? You, like, experience things. You connect with people. So when we opened the store, I wanted it to feel 
like this experience. It's it's such an amazing way to connect to people and I really wanted to foster that. I want people to walk out if you're feeling really excited about the product, even if they don't purchase it. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that you feel that too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you feel it in here. I mean, it's the colors, it's the product selection, all of that. But what would you say is your favorite thing in this store? Is it a product or the energy? Oh, I like that. I, I think that the energy of the store, like when I walk in, there's always this like warmth I feel. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's very much an emotional thing. Right. I think our, I really love our fountain. She's like watching out for us. So in the middle of the store, there's this giant fountain with colorful translucent tiles surrounding it. But the wall of the fountain has its signature yellow tile with a face specked out in the middle and blue tile for the eyes and red tile for the lips. We, we don't have a name for her yet, but she's a wishing she's well. I know, and she hasn't told me yet, but I'm waiting. <laughs> um, why, why do you think people gravitate towards such really fun, different kinds of styles? Like you have everything from Hello Kitty to yeah. a Playbill. Like what, what is the thing that people come in here and they're like, oh, I saw this on Instagram. I have to get this. I think part of it really speaks to your, your inner child. Everyone's always like, this reminds me of me as a, kid or this reminds me of my grandma and there's something like very emotionally connective about it. Mm-hmm. I also just feel like people really gravitate towards color. Like yeah. I I certainly do. Even if you're wearing only one color, it's just like it's it's a delight to to take it in. Yeah. Um so I feel like there's something like psychological about humans attraction to shiny colorful mm-hmm. things. Yeah. I like sparkly things. I love it. I know. It's, you know? it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. You've also had a lot of pop-ups here. What yes. kind of events and pop-ups have you had? So this was another part of like wanting to create this special community. You know, I discover all these people on Instagram who don't have physical locations. Right. And I'm like, I want to like try this on. So like maybe I'll just invite them to the store and like I get to try it on. Yeah. They get to do a pop-up. So I just like DM people who I, I'm a fan of. I'm like, hey, would you want to like come to New York and like pop up? And um, people are like, yes, because it's New York and everyone wants to be right, here. Yeah. But um, and I but that's really kind of you to extend your space. I I like you know people did that for me before I had a store and like wouldn't charge me or like you know mm-hmm. that was and that's how I started everything. I used to do these pop ups all the time yeah. before I had any kind of business. And so I'm, I'm really happy that I get to carry that on. When we come back, we sit down with Susan on her magical fountain and learn a little bit more about her journey as a designer. Oh, and of course the shoes. We got to talk about the shoes after the break. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between so you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 
Embracing nature is more than just going for a walk now and then. It's reconnecting with the elements. It's harnessing the power of natural ingredients. It's putting the earth first. For over 50 years, Nature's Sunshine has been sharing the healing power of nature as they work towards a healthier planet. Their manufacturing facility is 100% powered by sunlight, and they divert 95% of waste away from landfills. If you're looking for a sustainably made herbal supplement, you might want to check out Nature's Sunshine and their new power line. Power Beats are a superfood performance booster that can help enhance both performance and blood flow. And Power Meal is a satisfying protein-packed superfood shake that comes in sustainable packaging made with nearly 40% post-consumer recycled plastics. Now that's something you can feel good about. This Earth Month, you can enjoy 25% off your first order with code NSP. Just go to naturesunshine.com. That's naturesunshine.com and use code NSP for 25% off your first order. So this podcast is called In Her Shoes, obviously figuratively of what it's like to walk in your shoes, but we love fashion. So I have to actually ask, what shoes are you wearing right now? Okay, so this is going to sound very pretentious, but I got these in Italy. Love. Um, I, love, I love it when people start out this way. You, I really do, actually. But you know the thing about that? When someone's like, I got these shoes in Italy, you're like, well, I can't find them. So, like, what is this? Like, no, you it's know? It's a journey. It's a journey. So I did a big fashion week thing this year. Okay. Got really sick after because it took my whole life force out of me. And then I went on. I was like, I need to take myself on a little trip. I need to, like fill my cup up a bit. So I went to Italy and then I was in Florence and I found like this store where they make the shoes themselves. And wow. so I found them in my size and I was yeah. like, all right, these are going to be gonna get shoes made. Italy is the place to do it. But that's so. what I felt. I was like, if I'm buying like an actual leather piece, I feel like I'm in a good place for it. So, but I, I've been looking for tall boots. I feel like those are a hard. Do they measure like your calves and all the things? Oh, they did. Yeah. See, yeah. you know, so. Luxury. The, and these are like, you know, I'm going to like resole them when they get worn out. They're like a special thing for myself. Very good purchase. Yeah, thank you. Um, for the listeners, she's wearing black, almost knee-high boots, and they're very chic. We love. We love. Also, I'm wearing, I'm wearing Italian boots, but they're just Prada. They're from the store. They didn't measure my ankles. So. Listen, listen, if you have to get boots, you have to get your ankles and your calves measured. There's like no other way. I'm learning. I think that you should put that on a bag. Get your shoes measured. <laughs> go to Italy. Get the shoes measured. It's like be a mantra for everyone. I love that idea. <laughs> I mean, I'm also just curious about your own personal style. I mean, obviously the store is so colorful. What's your own personal design aesthetic? Like, how do you get dressed in the morning and choose what you want to wear? I feel like when I go to the office, when I go out into the world, I really like to sort of be the turned up version of myself. Like. You know, especially because when I go to the office, I want to be a representative of the brand to like my team. So I wear a lot of color. I wear a lot of patterns. I love vintage. Most of my clothes are vintage. And I I just like became really obsessed with tracksuits, like really comfy tracksuits. Susie Condi down the street makes really, really good ones. She gave all the girls at the store some too. So we were all obsessed at this point. How much effort do you put into vintage shopping? I check the real reel twice a day at 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. You know, specifically. And 
for specific okay. things? That is only when I have special occasions because it's you know how it's hard to find a dress when you're looking for a dress? Yes. So yes, I do. Um, eBay, Poshmark, the real real. I do oh, the whole circuit. Okay. Oh yeah. It's like stress relief for me. It's how I escape life. I have alerts for very specific things that I wanted and I should have bought. And, and I didn't. Do you get them when you get the alerts? Absolutely. On eBay or the real real? Real real. It's an addiction, right? It, it's very addictive when it's like a like the rush of when something comes up and you're like the hunt. I've been looking for this for two years. <laughs> I know. I know you're very Celine though. I feel like you have you have. I, a, I'm a Phoebe do or die, hundred percent. So yes. I will. I have a lot of Phoebe alerts. I have, a, but I I'm a diehard Prada, so I will have very specific like the banana collection or like the flame shoes. Like I will have very specific like oh I should have bought those and I didn't. Okay, I was gonna say like. I have Prada Flame as a search, yes. and then I have Prada Floral as a search, mm -hmm. Prada Bag as a search. Like, you have to get really detailed, yes. and yes. then you'll find it. Yeah, those are that's how you have the most success, but... There's hacks. There are the real, real hacks, and I'm learning every... Every time I, I like, compare notes with people, they always, like, give me a tip. People are protective. <laughs> if, you're, if you're a size 9 shoe, I'm not telling you my hack. I mean, you obviously love fashion, but how did you actually get into designing and making things, though? Well, I worked for a designer for a long time when I moved to New York. Okay. Interned for magazines, for designers. I always loved fashion, but I didn't. I didn't think I could be a designer. I didn't know that that was something I would be able to do. I just loved beautiful things, and mm -hmm. I loved fashion. Um, and then when I was working for this jewelry designer for, I was there for six years, I was like, I want to try it. I'm just going to try. Took some classes mm -hmm. and I just started making stuff for myself. And then slowly people were like, where did you get that? Like, how can I buy it? And I was like, okay, let's, let me try this. So I was very lucky that people gave me that confidence, but I never was like, I'm going to be a designer. I think it was really scary. You know, New York is like a oh, very, 100%. yeah, to tell people in the world, like, this is who I am and this is what I'm going to do, you get a lot of doubt. Right. This is a sad thing, but a very lucky thing is like I really got a lot of validation slowly but surely. And that I think is like what led me to think I could do it. Yeah. Was there a specific moment um, in the creation process or when you made something specific that made you then switch to thinking, okay, I can do this for a living and I can actually do this full time? So I was making jewelry for a while. I, I started with jewelry and I was still had my job. So I'd like work before work, go to work, come home, keep working. And then I lived in Chinatown at the time and I was walking my dog and I found this little hole in the wall. You couldn't even call it like an office. It was a room mm -hmm. and it was just full of beads. It was kind of like Aladdin's cave, you know, mm -hmm. like full of sparkly things. Yeah. I walk in and I'm just like looking around and I just was like, I want to make something because there was a woman there like crocheting with the beads. Mm -hmm. So I asked her if she could make something for me that I designed. And it's a long story. Her son was there. We didn't speak the same language. He translated. Long story short, I sketched out something on a post-it note handed it to her. And even though we didn't speak the same language, we like figured it out. We traded numbers. I came back a week later and she'd made my first bag and I put it on Instagram and like, you know, I didn't have like a lot of followers. I probably had like 300 followers. And I was just like, fill like DMs left and right. Like, where can I buy that bag? Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, wait, so maybe like, this is something 
started making those bags, started selling them. And like, all of a sudden I was like, wait, this is like a thing. Like, I think this is my, like, this could be my career. And then I was eventually able to quit my other job. And I was like, all right, this is it. Like, here we go. Like, this is my chance. This is my trial. Was it when you got the store or has there been a point where you felt like, oh, like finally I've made it and just a bit of an exhale about it? I mean, obviously being a designer, it's, I I know it's anxiety inducing because it's always product and campaigns and capsules and all of the things. But has there been a moment where you felt like, oh, okay, like I, this is now not just thinking that I can do it, but I really am doing it. I'm successful at it. I, I'm still waiting for that day to come. <laughs> you have a store. No, it's weird. In New York City. That's a big, that's a big moment to think it. I think that like, I mean, I, I'd be curious about you feeling that. Like, it's hard to like, it's hard to sit still and reflect, right? Yeah. Because you're like, yeah. what else can I do? I was thinking about this recently because, you know, we push ourselves really hard. You probably get exhausted, like more deeply exhausted than anyone around you. Yes. Because part of wanting a big life is like being unsatisfied, you know? And I think that fashion is all about what's next. It's hard to sit back. It's hard to slow down. Like, I think you always have to look towards the future. Um, I'd love to find that balance. I think some people are like, I don't know. Some people found it. I don't know those people. I don't know them either. <laughs> they're not in New York. I don't I don't think they're in New York and I don't think they're ambitious. That's that's also what it is. Even if they aren't in New York, I don't think they're as ambitious because I think that when you hunger for more in life, you're constantly mm-hmm. feeding that. I always think about the fact that like when I started out in fashion, I felt very, I just want to do this because I want to make great work. I'm not mm-hmm. doing it for attention. I'm not like thirsty for people to know that I'm doing these things. I really just have a hunger to do the work. Yeah. Um, and I think when you have a hunger for the work and less thirst for attention, you are constantly like trying to feed that hunger of how can I continue to make great work? Yeah. Um, so it kind of is a endless pursuit. I think that we like, we have to keep pushing. We have to keep pushing this boulder up a hill. I don't see an end in sight. I think like part of it is like the challenge is like what keeps us going. But I also think like there's this other element and this is, and you know, not to use this like phrase, but like as a woman, because it's cringy, but as a woman, like when you start building a team, you start feeling like almost like this maternal thing where you have to provide for your team now. Mm-hmm. Like you have to keep your business going. It's yeah. not just you. It's like I call myself a mother all the time. You're the mother. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I don't I can't speak from a different perspective. I can only speak from like a female forward perspective, but like I feel like this fierce like you know, when, when sales aren't good or where, when I feel like we're like slipping in any way, I'm like, I get nervous. Cause I'm like, I have a whole team that's counting on this, yeah. these checks, depending on you. Yeah. The manufacturers need them. I want to pay my, all my bills on time. So like you have to be fierce in your approach to being successful mm-hmm. and just keep doing things. That's why I think I've never like sat down and been like, I made it. Cause I don't feel like it. Yeah. Yeah. I respect that though. You know, you get it. Yeah. This woman is <laughs> the fiercest of, of all the fierce. So you should relate yeah, to that. Um, what would you say the hardest part has been? I think the hardest part, I mean, there's every day is like you, you have to take every day, like a heart a heartbreak. There's little heartbreaks that happen every day. There's also like amazing things that happen every day. I think that like I have really struggled with like the business part of it. Like mm-hmm. the financial stuff is 
I'm not, I, I can't go there. Like yeah, I, yeah. I, I hate it, but you know, I can do it. I have to do it. I love the creative part. I don't love the business part of it as much. I, the competition part is really hard for me. Like comparing yourself to other uh, other designers? Huge. Yeah. It's That's like pretty devastating. Comparison steals your joy. It's Don't so hard it. not to though, right? But yes, agreed. Yeah. yeah, I just think when you, I mean, I, I constantly have to tell myself that because I think, especially in fashion, um, everybody is so obsessed with showing people all the amazing things that they yeah. are doing. And I constantly have to ask myself, am I, am I sharing this or am I telling people about this because I'm excited about it or because I, I just want people to know that I'm doing a thing? Like, I am I... And also, I mean, I don't spend that much time on Instagram anymore because I, I feel like I would just end up endlessly scrolling yes. and looking at what everyone else is doing instead of spending time coming up with my own ideas. Yes. I'm not sure that we're built to like know this much about other people's lives. I have a lot of friends around me who like stop using Instagram. They're like, I don't need to. And I'm like, I wish I did it. Yeah. You I know? have to be on you it for work. I, I posted yeah. something that I went to last night, this morning. And I have no idea. Good, you, yeah. you post and leave. Yeah, I looked. I looked because my girlfriend <laughs> texted me that she wrote an inappropriate comment on my Instagram. Um, it wasn't actually inappropriate, but she had just texted me that, and so I looked at what she said, and I got back off. Like I don't, I don't sit and look at what people say. I don't have the notifications. Oh, that see, that's yeah. You have to like scale back in any way. I mean, it would be a dream if we could just like stop looking altogether but I feel like you have to keep up you know like you have to it's part of the job it is it is but I think within within reason is yeah. is what the the healthy boundary I think is and there's like little hacks you know like you can have other people on your team like post the stories yeah. and like check in or that that um alert that tells you how much time you've spent on it each day. I override that so hard. Ooh. I override it. I always am like, ignore. I know it's a sickness, guys. It's a sickness. We know this, you gotta, though. You gotta use the warning. I know. <laughs> I know. I tr trust me, you're not, you're, you're, this is not like, this is not news to me. I know it's a sickness, but I, and I'm trying and it's the less I'm on it, the happier my brain is. Yeah. You yeah. know, no, I a hundred percent agree. I mean, especially as a designer, I'm curious when you're on Instagram or just, you know, in general, um, in the, the theme of like staying true to yourself, do you feel like when you are looking on social or just, you know, wherever people comment about your work, do you feel like they understand? Do you feel, mm. have you ever felt misunderstood? How is that relationship? I think somewhat parasocial with people on, you know, social media platforms, mm -hmm. Ben, when it's obviously your baby and so important to you, but then it's out in the world and people are free to say, we like this or this sucks. Yeah. I, I think that like, especially when I first started, I would be gutted when people would say mean things. I mean, I just, I mean, it's just the, it, it, it's so shocking, you know, when something that you, you put into the world with love and intention and it's very true to you, people pan or hate. Um, yeah, I guess in that case, I try not to look. I used to, yeah, it used to make me crumble. I Back to like that talk about evolution. Like I know that I've made growth because I'm able to see it and step away and not take it personally. Mm -hmm. um, it used to be the most personal thing, you know? Um, I mean, it's my name on the brand. It doesn't get more personal than that. Mm -hmm. But um, I guess that's something I've really tried to do is not give energy to people who don't give me energy. Yeah. yeah. People who take away your energy should not be getting 
your energy. That's a healthy outlook. I mean, I'm trying, but you know, you know, it's, you know, I'm still like devastated, but like, that's my, that's my goal. The goal. That's the goal. the goal. Yeah. Often when I talk to designers though, and for a lot of different reasons, they feel like they don't get the respect that they deserve, or they're not taken seriously enough. Um, I think also because your designs are so fun and lively. Like, do you feel like people don't understand like, Hey, like, Take me seriously as a businesswoman, as an entrepreneur, as a woman who's making really amazing, intricate pieces. Have you ever struggled with that? Oh, yeah. I think that there's, I think that people are like, oh, that's sweet. That's cute that you like thought you could open a store. You know, like, I think that because my approach is not being like super, like cutting and I'm not like very openly like competitive, you know, and I'm, I, try to be really supportive. I think people don't realize that like, I'm very serious about this and like, this is something I care a lot about. Um, so yeah, I definitely don't feel like people necessarily take me seriously or see all the hard work that goes into it. But, um, you know, that's like, I think that's another thing that just really drives me to be like, I'm going to make you take me seriously. I'm going to do things that you're not going to be expecting. You're going to see different parts of me. But I mean, part of me is too, like, I, I get it. I have a very like sort of childlike aesthetic. That's what I love. I would say whimsical. Whimsical is way better. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like very ridiculous and I feel like I'm the kid at the, the grownups table, but I, I know what it took to get here and I know like what my intentions are. So I try to stay true to that. Yeah. You know, I mean, your shows are also really out of the box and not, you know, what a traditional accessories designer would do. Tell us about your last show, the thinking behind that and, and kind of the experience you want to create when you're doing a show. Well, the the show objective is always to do something unconventional. And I've never, ever been drawn to doing a show with models like that's uh, those aren't my customers. You know, God bless models. Like, yes, maybe they're my customers. I mean, more like that I want to make stuff for the people who walk into the shop and the people I see on the streets, the people who live in like my neighborhood. So um, I always try to cast people that I just like know and admire. So this past show, we did a comedy show at the Comedy Cellar, which is like, you know, like legendary comedy spot in New York. And I just DM'd I DM'd the hell out of like every comedian I I admired, yeah. and like a lot of them said yes. Some of them just never saw it, obviously. Um, so I cast all these comedians, and I was like very starstruck because like some of them are just like so funny, and that's like really intimidating yeah, to me. Yeah. And I also was like, okay, during fashion week, people are exhausted, they're tired, they see a million things in one day. So I was like, I want them to be able to sit. I want them to relax. I want them to have fun. So I was like, I'm going to do this comedy show. And then it was like an hour long, but like it was an escape. I hope for all the people, yeah, the, yeah. all the editors who have to see so many things. So I wanted to, I wanted to like be a bright spot during fashion week. That's nice. Yeah. I mean, I it was think, fun. I don't think a lot of people want that for us. <laughs> I'm also like, they need food and they need drinks. Like that is yeah, so yeah. like the hydration and the food is so important during fashion week. Yeah. You're always starving and exhausted and thirsty. So I was like, we need to do the opposite. Starving is not actually is not accurate though. I'm usually hangry. You oh I I'm know. A, I'm usually on the verge. Do you carry snacks in your bag? With Absolutely. You? Yeah, you know you have to fuel. Yeah. This is like go time no for you. Things. Yes. Um, I but I do love that humor is such a big part of your brand, especially I think in fashion, everything can feel so like 
this has to be elevated and serious and all of that. Where does, you know, your love for humor and how do you really insert that into all of the pieces of the brand? I, I've always loved funny things. I think like I, so I'm from Ohio, which is like not a fashion capital, yeah. shockingly. Okay. I'm, I'm Midwest. <laughs> Where are you from? Wisconsin. Are you really? Mm-hmm. Where in Wisconsin? I'm from Milwaukee. Stop. Mm-hmm. Born and raised? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know. Yeah. Like, I didn't know you were from the Midwest. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Well, okay, so that's the thing. Like, you learn about fashion through movies and TV and magazines. So I I would watch so much TV and so many movies, and I think funny comedies just, like, seeped into my subconscious. So I think that's part of the the design aesthetic. Um, I think that's where the humor comes from. And it's also, like, this is really a funny way to think about fashion. Because you're right. There's so many beautiful designers whose whole thing is being very serious, taking themselves seriously, and we love them for it, like Dries, mm-hmm. Bodhi. But I was like, you know, I'm just going to own who I am, which is like I feel like I'm not that and make fun of it a little bit. Yeah. So we do like ridiculous colors and like funny motifs, and I, I love when people like laugh when they see stuff, Yeah. which happens. So it's, like, you know, I'm down for it. Yeah. I mean, it takes courage to do, though, but you Thank can tell you. that it that it is um, an extension of who you are, which is really nice. Yeah. I mean, it's it, like I said, like, this is my child. Yeah. This feels like blood, sweat, and tears went into it. So, yeah, I'm glad that you sense that. Yeah. So what do you want to do the next couple years or even, I mean, when people ask me this, I'm always like, I don't know. Don't ask know. me don't about the reason. I don't have one, <laughs> literally. Um, next year, 2023. What what is something that you want to do, whether it's with the brand or in the store, or just something that you're looking forward to accomplishing? So I would love I'd love to open another store. I really love this store. I think it's like a very special. Yeah. It's would you like, do another store here in the city or somewhere else? I think California. Ooh, nice. That's just like you know, and like I feel like they would get the aesthetic there too. Mm-hmm. I want to expand. I want to add more categories. I'd love to do clothing. I'd love to do shoes, makeup, beauty. I really want to do a fragrance. Like I love scent. Love. I want to do a fragrance. I think that like my big vision, like pulling away, is like I want to create like a lifestyle. Like I want to have a big mansion on Madison Avenue where every room is a different thing, like a bed that I design, you know, like a kitchen I design. I feel like I really want to create a universe. So yeah, that's all going to happen next year, too. Uh, <laughs> 2023, we're, we're doing it all. But um, yeah, I just, I want to, I want to keep on expanding. I don't know. I don't have a huge plan right now. We do have something like kind of adorable planned for, for fashion week next year already. Oh. You'll, you'll see. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I just, I'm, I'm hungry for more, you know, you, yeah. like you're hungry too. Yeah. yeah. Always, always. Well, thank you so much, Susan. The store is beautiful. Congratulations thank on everything. Thank you so much for being here. I feel really honored. Thank you. In Her Shoes is hosted by me, Lindsay Peoples. This episode was produced by Taka Zen and Gabby Grossman. Editing by Marianne McCune and Amber Davis. Our social media editor is Sasha Munchnik. Our engineer is Brandon McFarland, and our executive producer is Hannah Rosen. I'm Lindsay Peoples, and thank you so much for listening. Celebrate Earth Month this April by harnessing the power of Mother Nature with Nature's Sunshine's new power line. From power greens with over 200 plant-based nutrients to support gut health and foundational nutrition, to power beats that can improve performance and blood flow. 
not to mention Power Meal, which delivers plant-based calories from Whole Foods to help keep you both energized and feeling satisfied throughout the day. This Earth Month, you can enjoy 25% off your first order with code NSP. Just go to naturesunshine.com. That's naturesunshine.com and use code NSP for 25% off your first order. 